Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. I want to talk to you from the talk topic of there is always a way out. There is always a way out. I'll tell you what I mean in just a second, but if y'all didn't know, ready for it? Pornography is a huge issue in the church. It's a huge issue in this Corey group. Oh my gosh. Why would you say that about me? Because it's true. Um, We've got to deal with it. We've got to deal with it. We've got to talk about it. It's the thing that no one talks about, but it's the thing that's holding you back from your destiny. It's the thing that we try to keep in the shadows and don't tell anybody about because we're full of shame and full of guilt over it. And let me tell you, every single person in here has dealt with it or is currently dealing with it. Amzie, aren't we a faith church? Don't we walk in victory here? Yes, yes, and yes. But how much better could your life be? How much farther could you go with God if you got this thing right tonight? Will you be perfect the rest of your life? Absolutely not. Can you make better choices and better decisions right now? Yes, you can. My hope and my goal, anytime I've I've mentioned this. I feel like I could take a whole year on this. I'd have to find some material to teach on, but I could feel like we could teach on this for a whole year and that would be a great starting place. My hope and my goal with the issue of sexual purity and temptation and lust is that it's a topic that is not avoided, but confronted. It needs to be confronted. Way too many people have been living in shame, living in hiding, me being the worst one of all in years past, I've, came, I've come to a place where a confidence and boldness has, has risen up in me because I'm not scared anymore. I'm not full of shame anymore. I'm not full of guilt anymore because I have dealt with it. Am I perfect? I am not perfect. Do I make mistakes? I still make mistakes. Am I a hundred times better than I used to be? I am. And I'm excited about it. And when you have an answer, when you've not that I figured it all out completely, but when you have gained some victory in the area, you want to share it with everybody. Especially when you know that when people are secretly dealing with things that they're way too ashamed to talk about. I want to, the best I can, with as much permission from my pastors and God, I want to make this a normal conversation. In my house with my kids growing up, it's going to be a normal conversation in the house. It's not going to be, hey, what's your thought life like? What you... Have you been dealing with any lust? It's not going to be like, oh, dad, quit asking me about that. I want to make it so common that it's like, dad asked me about this, and I'm open and honest with him. <laughs> See, some of you smiling right now. You're like, oh, my gosh, I hate that question. <laughs> but it, it's going to be a topic, starting tonight, at least with the people that are, are, are in my life. It's a topic that isn't avoided, but instead confronted. Are you with me? I'm going to jump right into my points because I don't need to lead up to them because we're going to get right into them. Are you ready for number one? You are not alone in what you're going through. You are not alone in what you are going through. That's the enemy's trap. Oh, look at you, big Christian guy or girl. Look at you. Oh, you just living in sin, messing up. Look how filthy, look how dirty you are. And that causes you to pull back, that causes you to draw back, that causes you to go hide in the shadows because you're the only one doing it, right? Because everybody at church is oh, just living this victorious life and just stomping down devils everywhere they go. No. 
Are we people that live in faith and victory? Yes, we are. Are we taking ground for the kingdom? Yes, we are. But are there things in our life that we need to deal with? Yes, there are. And I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not ashamed or scared or whatever, whatever word you want to throw in there. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready, to talk, ready to deal with it. Okay. You are not alone in what you're going through. You start to feel isolated, alone. You feel guilty. You feel shame. You know, sin makes us want to hide. Adam and Eve, if you don't know them, but they're the, the people that started this whole thing. Screwed it up from the beginning, but <laughs> they sinned and they went into hiding right away. They could have ran to God, but instead they knew that, hey, this is not right. Something's not right about this. And the enemy's just covering up with shame. Look what you did. Look what you did. You just messed this thing up. You had it perfect in the garden. Everything was laid out exactly how it's supposed to be, but you just messed this thing up. Look what you did. Oh, I, feel, I feel shameful. I, I know I'm not supposed to do that. I'm going to cover myself up. That's what they did. Let's look at 1 Peter. I think we have it on the screen. 5, 8 through 9, out of the passion talking about you are not alone in what you're going through it's it's the it's the great lie that the enemy deceives us with like you're the only one going through this you'll never get over this oh you told all your christian friends that you took a vow of purity that you signed this purity contract i'm gonna live for god i'm gonna live clean and then that night you went home and looked something up on your phone that you weren't supposed to you're not alone in this of what you're going through be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly. That's a nice word. Like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand. That's what we're doing tonight. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Are we faith people tonight? And always. For you know that you're... Beli- Here, here's what I'm talking about tonight. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. So if your excuses. I'm alone in this. I'm the only one doing this. God just said, no, you're not. (laughs) It says your brothers and sisters around the world are going through the same troubles that you endure. You are not alone. (laughs) I used to think that I was the only one that was messing up. I've now switched my thinking (laughs) to I just assume everyone is messing up. Because the more I talk with people, the more I find out, okay, I'm not alone in this. Wow. Oh, this person who I kind of really look up to in some ways. I didn't realize they deal with lust issues. I I didn't know that. And you think like, now what we're talking about tonight, it doesn't make it okay though. Like, hey, you're, you're good. I'm good. Let's just struggle together. That's not what we're talking about. I'm just throwing out the fact that we're not, you're not alone in this. If you think you're the only person that's ever dealt with this, you're the only person that said, God, I'll never do this thing again, and then that very next hour you're doing it, or two weeks you've lived clean, you've li- lived pure, and then that's two weeks later you're doing the same thing you just told God that you wouldn't do, you're not alone in this. But I know, I know that when we come to church, Brother Sean said this a long time ago, on Sunday you get everybody's best. Praise God, brother. Hallelujah. I'm blessed and not stressed. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of times I know what people are going through. And uh, yeah, I believe in having a positive confession my whole life. <laughs> well, I'll just, uh, I'll just steer away from that real quick. But we come to church and we just put on these faces that, oh, yeah, everything's good. Ten years later, we're dealing with the same stuff. Yeah, everything's good. I'm just over that. 
let's highlight, let's shine a light on the thing that's causing a problem and let's deal with it once and for all. Quit messing around with this stuff. Quit putting on a face like, oh yeah, brother, prayed in tongues four hours yesterday. Like, did you? <laughs> what good did it do you? It'll help you. I'm not, I'm not trying to be... But let's deal with the thing that's tripping us up. I don't want to get to the end of my life and say, out of one to a hundred, you, you achieved about a 56. I'd love to get there and God say, hey, you really messed up in your younger years, but you really started to excel as you started getting a little bit older and you finished strong. That's what I want. Not, you know, you could have dealt with this and ended up with an 89, but you got a 42 instead. I don't want that. I want God's best. I want his highest and his best. I want to get stronger and better all the time. I don't want to stay the same. That's boring. People who aren't doing anything in life stay the same. And I want to be like that. All right, whatever. <laughs> all right, we're going to read some statistics. I want to say when I read these, don't be depressed, okay? <laughs> this is, uh, these, these statistics uh, are for everybody in here. You ready for these? I found them on the internet. You know, they got to be true. 75% of parents don't believe that their children have seen porn online. But 53% of those children said, yeah, we have. 11 is the average age that's that covers just about everybody here is the average age that a ch- average average age not 11 is when they start so six years old could be included in that 20 years old 11 is the average age a child is first exposed to porn i was 12 and a half when i first saw something and 94 percent of children will see porn by the age of 14 so that's a big number unless you're living in a cave with no internet that's a that's a high number 70% of Christian youth pastors report that they have had at least one teen come to them for help in dealing with pornography in the past 12 months. Yeah, for me, at least a few, actually. Uh, where are we at here? 68% of church-going men and over 50%, no, I'm not calling my pastor out here, this is just numbers. Uh, 68% of church-going men and over 50% of pastors view porn on a regular basis. Of young Christian adults, 18 to 24 years old, of them actively search for porn. Now, I know, guys, I'm sorry. I'm giving you a hard way. All right, girls. 33% of women aged 25 and under search for porn at least once per month. Only 13% of self-identified Christian, like the real holy ones, uh, of women say they never search for porn. But 87% of Christians, uh, Christian women have watched porn. Listen to this number. Porn's uh, industry's annual revenue is more than the NFL, the MLB, and the NBA combined. You realize sports are pulling in billions of dollars. Combined, porn's doing more than that. Uh, Also, more than ABC, CBS, and NBC combined. That's a fun fact. So, okay, so now it kind of makes a little bit more sense if there's that much money being pumped into this thing to to fuel this thing. It's a wonder why it's not hard to find. Uh, like kind of like Morgan said last week, I had a little bit of a different time with it because I didn't grow up with a smartphone. I, I had uh, uh, I'd be embarrassed to show you what kind of phone I had back uh, a couple years back, but uh, it wasn't so easily accessible. The first time I ever saw something, and just like the devil, I didn't notice this until about five or ten years ago, riding my bike down the road, y'all, in plain daylight on a summer's day, and I'm driving. I was just 
you know, we lived in the country, there's these big ditches, you see trash and all kinds of stuff, and I see this magazine, I'm like, well, what's that? So I go back and look at it. It was a, a dirty magazine. Never in my life been exposed to anything like that. I hadn't even, at age 13, I hadn't even heard the word sex. Didn't know what it was, didn't, didn't know anything about that. From that early age, I was exposed to something that I didn't know what, how to deal with it. I didn't know what to do with it. It really made me confused. And it, you know, to be honest, it messed me up for a number of years through my high school years and into my early 20s. I'm 32 now, but the level of freedom that God has given me is just, I'll have to say, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't know that it was something that I could achieve. Now, I've done it with the help of the Holy Spirit. I didn't do it by myself. I just always thought I was going to be like that. Always having this secret life. Always being nervous that I might get caught. Always having images and things that I just couldn't get out of my head. I, I, I thought that was going to be me. I was like, man, this, this, is, this is my cross to bear, brother. This is my burden. It's going to be with me the rest of my life. It's the thing I'm always going to struggle with. I hate that lie so much. And I hate when people say that because that's, yes, there might be things that the devil knows he could trip you up with, but you can gain victory in those areas. It doesn't have to be, well, I'll just struggle my whole life. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. It will if you don't say anything about it. But if you put your foot down and, and, and speak to your feelings and speak to the devil, it'll be different for you. So point number one, you are not alone in what you're going through. Point number two, you ready? This is my favorite. God will provide a way of escape every time, if you are listening. Oh, I mean, every time he's provided a way of escape, but are you listening? You know, we talk about pray without ceasing. That means basically go throughout your day always being open to hearing from God at any moment, no matter, no matter what's going on. Say, God, I'm attentive to you. I don't care if I'm at work wiping tables down at McAllister's or if I'm at work swinging paintbrushes. Shout out to JC. You can get a discount if you go see him. He gets you a free sweet tea. McAllister's sweet tea is pretty good. I'll just have to say. <laughs> but God will provide a way of escape every time if you are listening. What's that way of escape look like, though? Like, like literally like a door open, and there's a slide there, and it's your getaway, and you just take off like, okay, there's my way of escape. No. A way of escape to me, it could be a thought that comes. It could be the Holy Spirit speaking to you in a still, small voice. It's never been loud. It's always been something that's like, yeah, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I want to do this thing, and sometimes I am going to do it, but... Other times, I'm just telling you from personal experience, there's been times when I went to go do something I know I shouldn't have, look up something I shouldn't have looked up, click on that girl's picture that I shouldn't have clicked on, and start going down a trail in my thoughts. And the Holy Spirit says, oh, oh, be, oh before you do that, remember you said, God, I repent, I'm done with this. About 500 times, to, let me just to be honest. God, I repent, I'm done with this, I'm changed, I, I want to... I want to just be different. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be like this. You, you said that, didn't you? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Holy Spirit. Why'd you have to bring that up? Um, okay, so what am I going to do? Am I going to continue down this path of destruction, or am I going to stop right now, raise my hands, and worship God? Am I just going to get up, actually, and just go outside out into the open where no one, or where everyone can see me, and I can't get away with the thing that I want to do? There's that 
internal dialogue that you have to have with yourself. And I guarantee you, every single one of you have had that. <laughs> I'm not preaching from a place like, I'm all alone in this. No. There's some of you that might even, uh, at four o'clock today, had a conversation with yourself like that. I don't need to ask if I'm right. I'm, I'm right. So, <laughs> the way of escape looks like sometimes just a thought, like, I need to get up and get out of here right now. I need to go out into the, into the living room and sit on the couch with my parents and watch Bonanza is what I need to do right now. <laughs> I need to get up and say, hey, Mom, I would love to mow the grass and go out there and mow the grass. You don't have to start it up. Just start pushing it if you want to. Get out in the open. But also, attack that attack with the Word of God. Don't let the devil just cover you up with filth and just fill your mind and you just sit there and take it. you got to say something back to it. But the way of escape looks like Oftentimes, just from my own experience, it's just a still small voice, like, I wouldn't do that. Or, or it'll be like an alternative, get up and go, go do something, go, 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 get out, get out, get out. That's just me. I don't know if God speaks to you guys like that. Maybe he doesn't, but. And let me, let me just clear something up real quick. I actually talked to Pastor Jordan about this, and he, he gave me a, a verse. It actually helped me. Let me clear this up about God putting us through tests and temptations and is God sending these lustful thoughts to me to see what I will do with them, to see if I'm worthy to be with him? Let's deal with that real quick. Let's look at uh, James 1, 13 through 16 out of the Passion. So does God, you're talking about a way of escape, but does, but does God tempt us with these things? When you are tempted, don't ever say, God has tempted me, for God is incapable of being tempted by evil, and he is never the source of temptation. Instead, <laughs> I like this, it is each person's own desires. So, hey, it's all you. And it's their own desires and thoughts that drag them into evil and lure them away into darkness. Let's see. Yeah, uh, evil desires give birth to evil actions. And when sin is fully mature, it can murder you. Look out. <laughs> so, my friends, don't be fooled by your own desires. Right there, it clears it up. Not God, it's you. Yes, there is an enemy that hates you who is shooting those fiery darts at your mind. But it says it's your own desires. Don't think like, oh, man, the devil's just been putting me through. It's like, no, God just said that's your own desires. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I just wanted to clear that up. Don't ever think that God's testing me with this trial. Lord, you're going to send temptation. You're going to send a picture across my screen and see what I do with it. He just said he doesn't do that. He said he's incapable of any evil. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Remember, we just talked about you're not alone. He will not allow the temptation, which is from the enemy, to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. How faithful is he to give us a way out? every single time. It doesn't matter if it was 10 times in a row, he's going to still give you a way out. You know the excuse like, I just couldn't help it. I, I don't buy it. I know feelings can be strong. I know that when you go down a trail, I know those desires can be strong of the, I couldn't help it, but you can. I just, you know, you know the funny thing about hearing a, a sermon or a message is like, you're not responsible for what you hear can't get to heaven and say, God, I didn't know. He's like, what about that one Wednesday night when Amity said that I gave, I gave you a way out and that you have to listen? What about that? But you know, sometimes that way of escape, it's just something practical sometimes. It's been that way for me. Get up, change your scenery. 
get out of that environment. Um, honestly, just to be honest, um, is it okay to be honest? Is that cool? Times where I have felt uh, the strongest uh, sinful desires, lust, temptation is when I've not rested. Maybe when I've had, maybe we've had some stuff going to church, a lot with my business, the baby kept us up, and I've missed out on the sleep that I needed and I wasn't rested. That's the times in the past. See, the thing is, the devil always attacks the same way. He's not got anything new figured out. He he attacks the same way because he said, well, you fell one time, you'll fall again. Well, not this time, actually, because I figured out the times that he has thought that I'm at my weakest. Okay, uh, if if he's attacked me when I've not been rested enough, how do I fix that? I'm going to start resting more. I'm going to start sleeping more. If the baby cries, guess what? You're crying all night. I don't even care. No, I'm just kidding. I, I love my I love my children. <laughs> but, um, and, and, and then the other time when I felt tempted is just when I'm alone. Hey, nobody can see me right now. Anybody here? Check the driveway. Mom and dad aren't home. All right, cool. Oh, I just got so many people with that one. That was a good one. I just knew it. All right, yeah. Those are the times when I failed, when I've been alone and when I haven't been rested. I started like, because you, you get, reach a point to where like, I'm done with this. I can't quit playing this church game. God, I sure love you, but I also love this thing over here on the side. You've got to, you've got to reach a place to where you say, I'm done with it. You have to. And I started surveying my life thinking, okay, when have I fallen? When have I messed up? When have I looked something up? When have I fallen to sinful desires? Almost all, every time when I've been alone and when I've not been rested, I, I've, I've worked on those things. I've changed those things. Can't get me now, devil. <laughs> all right. My second favorite point. It's point number three. You ready? Tell someone. <laughs> oh my gosh, you mean I got to tell somebody, my, uh, read my mail to them? I got to air my dirty laundry? Yep. You do. Who? Who, who are you going to tell though? tell someone life group leader pastor mentor mom or dad don't tell the one that's in the same position as you remember because hey brother we're struggling with the same thing i'm good you're good right just stay this way for the rest of our lives what i like to do it doesn't matter any area of my life financially spiritually when it comes to the pornography lust temptation i think okay who's at the top who's got this thing figured out you know what i'm saying instead of wasting time on the middle man let me just go to someone who's living it let me go to a brother lessage let me go to a jerry daly let me go to a, an evan stumler let me go to someone let me go to my pastor who who i think and i see the fruit they're already living that why am i going to waste my time somewhere else let me just go right to the source yes go to the word of god but you can't tell your bible bible this is what i've been dealing with <laughs> tell somebody tell someone open up quit hiding it's when you shine it when you shine that flashlight on that secret part of your life it can't hide anymore yeah someone who lives it someone who's full of the word someone who's walking in victory and you know men i know men can be this way if you think you can handle it on your own you're wrong and you've already failed right there from the beginning i got this i'm good no one needs to know it's fine. It, after this message, ends, you know, I'll, I'll try. Starting, starting Monday, I'll try. Well, I'll see you in about four or five years when you're in the same position that you are. Dealing with the same stuff, and you're probably going to be worse for it. Just being honest. Just being honest. Tell someone. Quit hiding. 
I tell you right now, guys with guys, girls with girls, you can call me at any time you want to. Anytime during the day. 2.30 in the morning, if you're still up playing Xbox and you go to bed and you got your phone with you and you start feeling your, your desires, you start feeling your flesh going down a certain path, call me. I would love to talk to you at 2.30 in the morning. I'm not going to look at it and be like, oh, why is Isaac Bussey calling me right now? Oh my gosh. I'm going to be like, awesome. I know what this is about. Brother, what's up? You're doing great. God's got you. Satan, we bind you in Jesus' name. Go to sleep. I would love to talk to you. And I'm sure if Morgan wouldn't mind being woke up in the middle of the night, girls, that she would love to talk to you or anybody that you consider a leader. She's like, eh. <laughs> Sleep is pretty precious nowadays. Um, okay, so you're saying like, well, okay, prove it that I need to tell someone. All right, fine, I will. James 5 and 6, 516, excuse me, out of the NLT. Ready? Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Hmm. Did you even know that was in the Bible? Huh. What you mean we, are we giving glory to that thing? Are we, are we boasting about, it? I bet I, bet I'm in more trouble than you are. No, we don't give glory to that thing, but we need to be open and honest and talk about what's going on in our life. So now there's accountability. Now there's no more hiding. And now that person can say to you, Hey man, you, you good with that thing we talked about the other day? You can say like, uh, kinda, I'm getting better. Or like, no, I fell again. Or I'm actually doing great. I've had, there's some people in my life that I talk to and there's times when I'd be like, hey, I feel like I'm struggling a little bit. Or they'd be like, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but hey, just keep going, keep pushing forward. The righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands get stronger and stronger. That's in Job, but love that scripture. There's times when I've reached out to them saying, I just got to talk to you. Or there's times where I'm like, man, I'm on a mountaintop. This feels great. And it's been this way for four months. I'm feeling awesome. Tell somebody, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I mean, how easy is that? It's, it's so simple. Check this out in the message, same scripture. Make this your common practice. My goodness, common practice to where if I bring it up, it's not like, oh, oh hey, hey, it's not the right time, man. Make this your common practice to where the topic of sexual sin and pornography and masturbation and, and, and stuff that's immoral, normal conversation. Not, oh, hey, hold, hold on, brother. I don't know if I have to pay for that today. I, I mean, I, <laughs> let's make this a normal conversation. It says, make this a, it's your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. My goodness. I don't know about you, but every day in my life, I want to live whole and healed. Not full of shame and broken, no. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. I love it. Again, I want to be honest, the most freedom. This is key. This, this third point is key. This, these, this scripture is key. The most freedom I've ever experienced in my life is when I finally told somebody. You mean I have to tell them my dirt? Yes. Or you can stay the same. That's fine. You can stay the same if you want to. I don't want you to, but if you really have that much pride where you can't lay that down, you need to open up and tell somebody. Again, don't tell the person necessarily doing the same thing you are. Tell somebody who you think, I think they're at the top. Do they have everything figured out? No, but they have gained a lot of ground in this area. And they're, I, I really believe they're living it out. I have about three, three or four people. Yeah, four people that I talk to somewhat regularly, I would say monthly, uh, along this topic. And we're all growing together. And it's, 
it's just, it's, it's a strange thing. I don't know exactly how the Holy Spirit does it, but I know his word is true. I know if I act on his word, his word is true. I don't, I still don't understand like, but I used to be so far this way. I used to, my thinking was so wrong, but like, and I used to think I would stay there. I thought I might get a little bit better, but now I'm over here. Like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like, this is actually possible. It's actually possible. And it's a wonderful feeling. I have seen a lot of things in my life as a result. Honestly, honestly, every area of my life, I have seen an acceleration. I'm mad about it at all. I'm excited about it. I, I've, I see, I can't think of anything in my life that's not thriving now because I decided to get this one thing right. At least I'm still walking this thing out, y'all. I don't have it figured out. I'm not, I haven't arrived. I'm walking this thing out just like everyone else is trying to, but it really feels good when you start running and you start living the thing that you've just always wondered about. Like, is this possible? Like, I get to actually live it now. It's a great feeling. And Job, it says, the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands not covered in dirty material, but those with clean hands get stronger and stronger. And I've just felt that in my spirit. I felt that in my life. I'm mad about it. I love it. It's a great feeling. But I just, I really did. I really thought that I would battle that my whole life. It was such a big part of my life, starting at age 13, all the way up all through high school. Like I said, things weren't as accessible. Pornography wasn't as accessible as it is to you all. You, you all have it on demand anytime you want it. Like, you know, us old school, we had to go like search for it in the ditch. <laughs> Some magazine that somebody probably felt really guilty just threw it out the window. <laughs> but now you guys can just pull something up anytime you want to. But I just always thought, I, I don't know how to get that over to you. I think some of you think like, Man, I'm just so covered up in guilt and shame. I'm just always going to be like this. I, I just feel like, I know since I said that, I guarantee you others have said that. Probably that same way, like, you go to a summer camp. Lord, I'm laying this down at the altar. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to run with you, Christ. And you go home the next day. It's like, oh, hey, my phone. Hey, no one's around. Mom's going to the grocery. Back to the same lifestyle. There is a side where you need to be delivered. That's very important. There's also the practical side of telling somebody. You can have someone lay their hands on you until you're, you're bald. But if you don't tell somebody, and there's a practical side to it. The practical side of, well, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll do nothing, and I'll let someone up with their magic wand, just wave it, be delivered in Jesus' name, and that's it, I'm good. And then next week, doing the same sin week after that same sin four years later five years later ten years later now i'm married same sin you got to break that cycle it, it and it is a cycle it's a dangerous cycle it's a vicious cycle it's a cycle that wants to keep taking inches and feet and ground in your life to the point to where destruction maybe it won't kill you but your marriage falls apart all your relationships falls apart your dating life is nothing you wonder why god you know, i'm really believing for this one person but you're covered up in filth Lord, I'm really believing, believe, believing for that real pure girl to come along. Like, are you living that way? Have you prepared yourself for that person that you desire? <laughs> saying, just saying. I'm just tired of living that way, y'all. 
And I'm tired of seeing young people. I'm tired of reading statistics like that we just read. I don't care if it says 70%. That's such a high number. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) Some of us have learned how to move forward in our lives with it to a place where the same things that tripped us up don't trip us up like they used to anymore. And it is possible for every single person here. I don't care what you've been involved in. I don't care what you looked at. I don't care what you feel really uh, ashamed over. There's, there's healing, there's deliverance, there's help for every person. And you're not alone in it. And when there's times like this and we ask you to respond and if you want to be prayed for and things like that, don't feel like, am I going to be the first one? Be the first one up there. To me, when, when someone steps out, when you, hey, we're going to pray for anybody who's looked at porn. Like, uh, is there someone else that's going to go first? Where's like the, the bad apple of the group that we know will respond first? Like, <laughs> I just saw somebody point to themselves. I'm not going to tell you who was. <laughs> you're not. You're not that. Um, be the first one to respond. I don't know about any of your other leaders in here, but the, usually the first one to, to have the boldness to step up and say, please pray for me. I think so highly of you guys when you do that. Now it's going to be erased for who gets up here like, oh, let it be me. No, but I think really highly of the people who are open and honest. I've, I remember one time my brother Asher, I don't know if you guys remember him. He was here for a little while. He's uh, serving faithfully in his church now in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. But he had a meeting with Dr. Jacobs. Actually, Dr. Jacobs said, can I take you out to lunch? I was talking to him. And uh, Asher was just super open and honest with him. And Dr. Jacobs uh, looked at him and said, you know what I really appreciate about you is you're very honest with me. And uh, I really appreciate that because most people, when I get together with them, try to put on a show that they're something that they, I know that they're not. And I feel that same way. I love it when people are open and honest. Let's not boast on our sin though. So, oh yeah, dude, I can one up you. Like, yeah, who cares? I, I don't want you to have to one up me. But let's not boast in our sin, but let's be open and honest deal with it and let's move forward and let's be really excited about the the celebration of victory that we get to walk in if you came tonight and you think it's not possible i'm telling you it is i'm living proof of it i'd be in trouble with god if i got up here and lied about it (laughs) I, i say i say that complete confidence tonight i have reached a place in my life where i no longer have shame and guilt in that area i did for many years heavily covered up by it feeling nervous as dr jacobs is preaching i I guarantee you when he starts having words of knowledge he's gonna come over here and call me out for what i did friday night i don't have that anymore i can stand here with complete confidence saying lord i'm trying my best to live clean and pure and whole for you and i have nothing as far as i know that i need to repent of right now all times in the past i could i could probably list 10 (laughs) all right stand up with me ready for the last point No, okay. Ready for your last point? Point number four. (laughs) You ready? Run to Jesus. When the enemy tempts you, when the enemy tries to cover you up, if your response is, hey, Lord, I'm feeling this thing right now, and this is really tough, but I'm just going to worship you instead. How cool would it be if every time the devil tries to come at us with something, he, he tricks he tricks himself, and we wind up worshiping God instead, which he hates. So every time he comes to us and aims that fiery dart and hits us right in the, our thought life with it, and we start going down that trail saying, no, I'm not. Amzie said, and the word of God said that I, there's, there's a better way and there's a different way. Lord, I worship you right now. I don't really... 
feel like worshiping you right now. I don't feel the anointing. I don't even feel your presence. I don't even know if I feel safe right now, but God, I'm going to worship you right now. If you start doing that, then the enemy's going to think like, well, every time I try to get him to fall into lust and temptation, he just starts worshiping. I've tried that many, many times, and it's been really helpful. But run to Jesus in your time of temptation. 2 Timothy 2.22, it says, run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lusts of youth and chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. I love that. And live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. Something that's helped me a lot, and I've shared this with the Life Group boys a bunch, and I bet a couple could repeat it, is when I've fallen into, into times of temptation, I felt like looking something up when I've struggled with what I'm thinking about I've just said, Lord, I have. And Pastor Jacob Boger taught me this. And I love that. I love that about him because I always remember that. I always remember it. It's funny the things you remember from certain men and women of God that just stick with you. But he said, I have clean hands. I have a pure heart. And I added on, I have a sound mind. Because a, a, there's no room in a sound mind for lustful thoughts. So I, I keep saying that self and building that and strengthening the walls of that sound mind. Lord, I have clean hands. I have a pure, clean hands. Lord, to stand before you with no guilt, a pure heart, and a sound mind. I have said that saying (laughs) thousands of times, thousands of times, but guess what? It's paid off. After years of saying it, I'm standing up here saying it's paid off. And I encourage you, just go crazy with that. Say it whenever you want to. Say it if you're driving down the road. Shout out the window if you want to. I don't care. Go crazy with that. But uh, it's Chad in here. Can someone drop the lights down a little bit? Maybe Justin, if you don't mind, drop the lights down. Or uh, I want to pray for literally anybody who wants to be prayed for along this topic. If you've been struggling with pornography, masturbation, lustful thoughts, sexual immorality, maybe if you're in a relationship and you've been doing things with your boyfriend or girlfriend that you know aren't right, but you're in a cycle. Let me say this. God's not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Our lead, your leaders aren't mad at you. Your pastors aren't mad at you. It's that, it's that thinking of, man, you've really screwed up. And, and you're thinking, maybe because your own earthly father's maybe, maybe been a bad example. I'm just really mad at you. You're disappointed. You. God's not mad at you. And it's not, it, now that we understand, it's not like, okay, well, if he's not mad at you, mad at me, I'm just going to continue this. No, 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 no. That grace and mercy is really precious. But God's not mad at you if you've been involved in those things. I think highly, highly of the people who are open and honest and, want, and admit I don't have it all figured out and I want to change. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media 